Welcome to the Self-Kindness with Pete podcast, where we explore self-kindness. What is self-kindness? It's not just fluff, it's substance. It's not just a nicety, it's a life-altering practice. We explore how getting a foundation of self-kindness right inside allows you to live as your very best version of you in the world. I'm Pete Sibley, the Self-Kindness Coach, and I'm so glad you're here. Hello and welcome to another Self-Kindness with Pete. Here we are. We're back again. How are you doing today, my friend? This is just going to be a quick little episode about the inner critic today. Uh, But before we get to that, you, my friend, so such a beautiful human being. So glad you're here today. And thank you for listening in. You know, we reached another mini milestone for the Self-Kindness with Pete podcast. We have multiple thousands of downloads, which, hooray, is amazing. And every time that you listen, that helps the show. If you have not yet rated the show, if you haven't rated the show, giving it uh, hopefully as many stars as you believe it merits, there's a five star, you can rate the show That helps with these crazy algorithms out there to get a conversation like self-kindness into people's um, awareness, into their universe. Maybe they want to hear this podcast today because they're really having a tough time with the inner critic. And that's what we're going to talk about quickly today. So that was a little plug to hop on and rate the show if you haven't already done that. But let's jump right in. So recently, it's like, the inner critic is having its way out there in the world. I don't know what it is. It seems to always be in the background, but it's playing loudly. People are coming to me and saying, Pete, I hear about this self-kindness. You know, it feels cringy at times, my friend. It feels even unreal or fluffy, maybe impossible or uncomfortable. And maybe there is something to it that can help with this inner critic. You know, giving yourself grace when you've done something wrong. Healing that inner critic as it shows up, that critical voice, by having your own back. These are the things that are possible in this self-kindness practice. It's like, how do you deal with the inner critic, the self-sabotage, the self-doubts? What if there is a practice And, uh, hint, hint, this is the practice. What if there is a practice that actually uses that inner critic commentary as the way out from under its thumb? So, giving yourself grace when you've done something wrong. How do you do that? How do you heal that critical voice and have your own back? We do that by getting in touch. Getting in touch and boosting and expanding our capacity for this inner awareness, my friend. It's already in us. It is active in every single human being. You can do this. It's not something that's like out there that you need to sit on the side of a mountain for five days before you get a little aha. It is something that can work and be integrated as you're sitting at a desk writing an email. 
when you are sitting at the dinner table and your kids are talking with their mouth full. Like, it can happen anywhere at any time. Are you willing to test it out? Are you willing to maybe accept the possibility that there's something a little bit behind this thing that feels impossible, unreal, cringy, idealistic? Maybe in that uncomfortable is something for us to look at and notice. So that's how we do it. That's how. An example, uh, like when we're thinking in that inner critic voice is saying that you did it wrong or I did it wrong. Notice how that makes you feel. And for so many of us, we immediately move into the problem solver in that moment. But that is the practice. It invites us in that moment to soften rather than getting more rigid to figure that out so that we won't do it wrong again. Rather than going into spinning out and looking at the situation over and over and over so you can extract every little detail, that is becoming more rigid. Whereas a self-kindness practice, as I share it with my clients, how I practice it in my life, it's a movement of softening in that moment. It's a movement of slowing down. And it doesn't mean you have to stop your life in that moment. What I mean is softening in the response that happens inside of us. And by doing that, we soften in the response of how we react and how we live into the world around us. That might sound a little... Uh, you know, like mentally we can understand that, but here's how it works in the real deal moment. So when we think that we've done something wrong or the inner critic is firing uh, and doing its thing, most of the time, even if it's thought about you, specifically about you, most of the time we can notice that we also incorporate what that means about what other people are going to think about us, what that means about how other people are going to see us. If we think we're doing something wrong, or if we did it wrong, or if we are giving the wrong answer, like we're telling somebody no when we know they really, really, really could benefit from us saying yes, but we still say no, what will other people think? like we've done it wrong, we can notice that in those moments when we're feeling it and we might be telling ourselves, I did it wrong, that there is this other thing that's going on in our mind about how other people are going to see us, what other people are thinking about us, or maybe about what we believe is going on out there and we can always question that those thoughts look like people are disappointed in me they're disappointed in me she's disappointed in me or you know he doesn't see me as qualified he he thinks i'm rude or if it has to do with like your life purpose like you think you're doing life wrong 
you might be having the thought like time is slipping away or, you know, whatever it might be. Notice those thoughts. That's how a self-kindness practice can slow down and interrupt what has become quote-unquote normal in your own mind, what is seen as normal in the world of human beings right now in this time and place and culture that we live in. The normal thing is to run the situation over and over and over. Let's extract every piece of information we can get so that we don't do it wrong again. And what I'm inviting you to is to interrupt the cycle first before immediately moving into problem solving. And how do you do that? That's been the question for human beings for centuries. That is the cry in the middle of the night, my friend, when you hear or feel yourself say, like, I'm terrified, or I'm sick and tired of all of this. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I'm tired of this voice. I'm tired. I'm tired. That's what we've been asking. How do we do this? If you're at that spot, I feel you, my friend. I can't know what has gotten you here, but I say I feel you. If you're not at that spot and you want to do this work intentionally to, you know, so you don't reach that spot, but also to help you stay in a place of gratitude and connected living with the life that you do have, the things that are working, then the how becomes paramount. The how in my life, the how as I teach it as self-kindness looks like this. Notice. Notice what's going on in your body. Feel it physically. Become aware of it. Is it in your shoulders? Is it in your heart? Is it a tightness? Is it in your neck? Is it constricting how you talk? And then be aware of your beautiful, wild, creative, crazy mind. And I say crazy with a smile. Notice what's going on in your mind in that moment. All of the thoughts, they're disappointed in me. Time is going too quickly. I'll never figure it out. No one can help me. I can't trust anybody. Notice those thoughts and collect them. I mean, they're already in your mind. They're already going. What can be more sane than just collecting them? We think that somehow by collecting them that we're giving them more power. And the opposite is true. There's that saying, what you resist persists. And I'm not saying, believe me, I'm saying, check out your own life, my friend. Notice what is persisting in your life. And if you don't want it there, it's time to look at it. So what are the thoughts? People are disappointed in you. You saying no means that they will be disappointed in you. So the way to interrupt that is to ask, can I really know that? Is that true? Can I absolutely know that it's true? He's disappointed in me. 
and then notice what comes up. A yes or no, it's it, either way. You know, you have slowed down. You have already interrupted the cycle. It's not about proving something not true. Even if you say, yes, I can absolutely know that. Well, then you're back to where you were <laughs> when you started. But you've actually paused for a moment. So already, no harm, no foul. But next, if you're willing, you can look at how do you react with that thought, people are disappointed in me. And then notice how you treat that person, even if it's just mentally. Notice how you treat yourself. Notice where you feel it. How do you react with that thought, people are disappointed in me? Do you feel empowered? Do you feel like going out there and getting stuff done, you know? <laughs> no. We feel smaller or it feels like it hurts us or we feel defensive. Now, to continue to interrupt the cycle, we ask, who am I without that thought? Just for a moment, if I couldn't think he's disappointed in me or people are just, you know, if we couldn't think people are disappointed in me. And even asking that question, I notice that there's the ability for me to breathe for just a moment. That's the space. Who would you be without the thought? Just by asking the question, we entertain the idea of a little bit of space in that moment. And then more of the how do we do this, Pete, is now, after we've given our mind some time to slow down and pause and in witness and become aware, now we ask it, what are some other possibilities? People are disappointed in me. Well, another possibility is in that moment, I notice that I, like, people are disappointed in me, like I'm disappointed in me. Yeah, I can really feel that. So that's actually really what's happening is I'm disappointed in me. And then you know, people are not disappointed in me. Let me find a couple examples where that is actually true. Even if it's like, I can find it because at the grocery store when I handed somebody my money, they said thank you and I walked out with the groceries. Like, that person wasn't disappointed in me. And actually, I can find lots of in instances where people are not disappointed in me. Even if the last several weeks, I have lots of examples where I believe they were. And, you know, so we can always question that. The inner critic in my life has been really revealed to be, most of the time, me putting my thoughts into other people's heads. So when I play it out, I get to, like, experience it without even, like, so self-kindness or even just the possibility of self-acceptance is to practice noticing that this is how our minds work. 
that we are putting our thoughts into other people's heads, and that causes the reaction. So slow it down, and on purpose, notice and give yourself that opportunity to witness where the inner critic is coming from and how it has done this over and over and over again, unchecked for years in your life. And that's why I say I'm helping adults turn their inner critic into their inner kindness, their inner growth, their inner cheerleader. I invite you to check it out in your own life. See if there's an example and, you know, listen back to this podcast to hear how to collect those thoughts and how to walk it through a few questions. If you want to do this work more in depth, of course, you can always reach out to me. Find my link in the show notes or find me on social media. And I'm so grateful that you've taken the time to listen today. And I would love to hear how this works for you in meeting the inner critic as it shows up in your life. I love you, my friend. Have a great week. And we'll see you next time. Hello, self-kindness with Pete listener. You can do this. Your past wins, your past failures are all part of the journey that brought you here today, right now. This is the moment. Today is the day and you can do this work. My coaching is not complicated and people say they notice a big shift even after their first session or even after their first consult call. I coach one-on-one weekly for three or six months. During that time, you're able to connect with other kindness clients and access a large client portal with tons of resources to keep you going strong in your practice. Today, my friends, you can set up your call, follow the link in the bio, or head on over to petesibley.com and connect with me there. Now's the time. Today is the day you can do this work. And I can't wait to have this conversation with you.